Hello, welcome to the first of our daily uh, Ronan Garros episodes. Not daily as in like we're going to do it for the whole two weeks because we're going to come back from Paris before the two weeks is up and we have real jobs um, as much as we like to pretend that we are professional tennis journalists and podcasters. Um, But yeah, so this was our first day at Roland Garros, the second day of the tournament. Um, And yeah, we went to quite a few matches, um, which you would have seen if you started following us on our Instagram account. Yeah. What we'll do is we'll uh, just talk through the day of what we saw and then go through other things. Um, So... Might as well start at the very beginning. No, so the first actual match we watched was uh, Camilla Osorio defeating Anna Bogdan. 3-6, 6-3, You were there for the first... Seven games. Seven games. I, I was there for the whole match. I think I was probably one... I, I looked around. I think I was one of about three people, excluding, like, player coaching teams and stuff. Yeah. That was there for the whole match. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, um, that's impressive. Yeah, there's there were some people that came along and were like really going for it, chanting for for Osorio. But they only came when she started winning. Fake fans. Oh, no. I was there from the start of the match. Glory hunters. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I watched that whole match. It was actually really enjoyable. And I was saying earlier, I think I might go and try and catch her next match. I was, we were talking about this earlier. The thing that impressed me most was like the consistency with which she was able to hit drop shots running onto them, which is very yeah. easy to mess up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Takes a lot of control. Yeah. But to be fair, those two, I mean, I, I can only comment on the, the first seven games that I watched, but... It deserved a three say. It was quite a close match. Uh, Anna Bogdan had a great backhand uh, where she just seemed to be able to hit through the ball wherever it bounced. Mm. And and obviously it looked like, uh, according to what you said, Osorio grew into the game. Yeah, um, she grew into the game. And I think the thing about Osorio is she had a sometimes fantastic four. Oh, um, was it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, she did these two returns that really stood out um, where she did like inside in forehands and okay. that they were just like bullets but then sometimes like it's it was just a bit of inconsistency throughout the match um i mean the serve was a bit of an issue i think she only yeah. got one ace the entire match which obviously you get less aces on clay yeah um but it took her three attempts to serve out the match because she was two breaks up yeah. Then she got brought back level in the third set. I mean, I don't. And then she went up break, and then she finally converted. Yeah, I don't know what it was like throughout the whole match, but obviously it started off with three breaks of serve. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd actually been at a game live, and it'd be two one in the first set, and a pro has just gone, yeah, I'm gonna get four rackets restrung because I can. Yeah. Uh, which was quite cool to see. Yeah. Although it's like a little touch sort of thing. I think one thing that not to be hypercritical of Camilla Osorio because she she's won a main draw match at the French Open. Yeah. Um, but one thing I noticed, I really was watching because I I almost find when you're sort of sat that close. Yeah. For periods you end because you can't be bothered to keep like turning your head. Yeah, you end up just you end up just like watching one player strike the ball and sometimes. Yeah. I ended up just watching. Camilla Rosario more than Anna Bogdan 
Yeah. Um, because I was finding her return fascinating. Because do you know how normally when you go for a return, when the opponent's ball toss is going up, you make the sort of split step. So you, you sort of start to move forward. You make that sort of little step, maybe like almost skip forward. So you can then either step out in e- either direction. Yeah. Osorio didn't like make a split step at all really she did like a little shuffle which made me think like because she's still only 21 as if she gets the movement right on that she could become quite a good aggressive returner it was a really fun match it was really enjoyable but like for, no I'll be honest I think had I not gone to Shatria I would have happily stayed there for the whole game it did look quite interesting for, for a tiny little the only thing that was quite funny is because I was definitely supporting Camilla Rosario yeah I, I went in deciding I'd support Camilla Rosario part of it was because I sent Fur a message saying uh, a Latin American in a black tennis dress with a Babalat uh, pure drive yeah it's like I'm watching Fur play yeah and yeah so I was like maybe for that reason I'm going to end up supporting Camilla Rosario yeah and uh, and then it turned out by the sort of second set I was surrounded completely by Anna Bogdan fans yeah um, so I was the sole Camilla Rosario fan base yeah um, on that in, on that side of the court so uh, yeah I, I, I tried to like give a few sort of encouraging like motivational yeah I didn't, I didn't I didn't go over the top that was the people on the other side that would like go mental yeah. like they all had their shirts off at the end of the match <laughs> did they yeah um, but yeah that was like a really good like proper clay court match to yeah. start rolling girls I was well happy with it and it was nice because it was in the shade and I don't think I saw any shade for the rest of the day yeah um, and also it was like we were at Roland Garros last year mm. and it was something we missed out on. We didn't actually go to one of these outer court games before some of the bigger uh, games start, which we had tickets for last yeah. year. We just went round the Grand Boutique. But yeah. obviously that is nice, but it was also good to see a court. Like it, I was on Shatry for the day and don't get me wrong, I did get to see Djokovic and other players, but being in the action is quite nice. And that's the thing, when you when you're on these show courts early on in a tournament, you're more than likely gonna see straight set victories. Yeah. I think it's slightly different with the French Open because they will put every French player on a show court, no matter their ranking. But they bring the atmosphere to be fair. It's, yeah. It is like if you get drawn a French player, it doesn't matter where their ranking is, it's like this is gonna be you're up against it. But you can just go to a random outside court in the first few days of a slam and you will see battles because for these players getting through to like the second or third round is a big deal. Yeah. Um well, it is their grand slam. To win a to get to a third round would be their Yeah. You know, and Nadal winning a fifteen. I, I yeah, I I'm I'm now gonna try and get to another Camilla Rosario match. Yeah. Um Who was her next game? It was Elise Mertens. So oh, tough. Yeah, yeah. Tough. It's on when, clay, isn't she? when when you've got some uh, good support. Yeah. Then uh, anything is possible. I know. Um so yes, anyway. Next, should we talk about your first match of the day? Yeah, Sloane Stevens defeating Caroline Pliskova, um, six love, six four. Yeah, I mean, first set. I mean, I don't, 
I wouldn't say I'm the greatest analyst of tennis. I, I definitely haven't watched it um, in depth for a long period of time. But from what I can see, Pliskova is not one to uh, run round the court as much as other players. No, I uh, mean, movement has always been her a problem. thing, yeah. And Sloane Stevens was absolutely killing her in the first set on that. It was, it was six love, and, and she deserved the six love because Pliskova was just, just getting out hit. It wasn't even like she was hitting many, like, incredibly angled shots. It was a few almost combinations and then after about the third one left right left right and Pliska had given up on it and I was like okay I don't know how she's that highly ranked is she's uh, getting bullied almost well I mean historically she was one of these serve bots wasn't she yeah 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 and and her serve was not the best I think she had a game where she did get uh, three double faults which so how so I mean I'm most interested in this match in like from the perspective of how Sloane Stevens was performing because you I think you know roughly like Carolina Pliskova you know what you're going to get and it's like yeah uh, you, you know what type of player she is whereas Sloane Stevens is uh... yeah it was it was one of those days where it was just like even in the second set where it got to 6-4 uh, in the end it was like when when Sloane Stevens was serving she was she had the the confidence this was she'd got a six love in the first set she was confident and in the plisk of her serving she actually had the crowd behind her in the second set because I guess they didn't want her to be humiliated but Sloane Stevens was on her like she was moving as soon as that point started on a plisk of a serve mm. after about a second shot she was trying to charge the net and shorten it as much as possible and try and force plisk of her just to almost give up and, and I think she did I, I it was not nice to see I, I prefer it when they actually like fight to the end yeah. but I don't know I felt Pliskova gave up okay. not as bad as like a Kyrgios but like in a I don't believe I'm going to win this sort of yeah. way I mean I kind of saw that actually last year at Roland Garros when because I I saw Sabalenka lose yeah against Georgie and you got like sort of gradually as the match was going on, you could just see Sabalenka. The belief, the, the just, belief just goes. And yeah. we get an interesting. Um, I think it would be an interesting third round battle um, between Shun Shin Wang and Sloane Stevens. Well, it's a shame that Sloane Stevens' tournament is coming to an end. No, I mean if anyone can stop it, an informed Sloane Stevens can. Shun Shin Wang though is is it is that that is. Um, Slow and Steven should be non-stop cons- momentum all the way to the final. No, 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 no. I've got a feeling Slow and Stevens can cause an upset against Sabalenka, against any of those. She could get she could get quite far if she plays as she did today, ruthless. She can she can beat most players. But yeah. I get people know that about Slow and Stevens. It's not like she's never done it before. Yeah, Slow Stevens can win if <laughs> a Grand Slam. Yeah, so, but <laughs> she just seems to. I don't know. Maybe. Not. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is it just down to how she's feeling that day? I don't know. I'll move on to one that is good atmosphere because it is on my new favourite ever court. Yeah. Court fourteen at Roland Garros is the best court. Yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean. I've heard many good things about Pietrangeli uh, in Rome, so maybe I'll go there and it'll be better. But Court 14, come on, uh, uh, it's, it is unbelievably good. Basically, they just pack in as many people as they can. Oh, yeah. Like, people are sitting on the stairs 
Which, I mean, safety-wise, probably not great, but, like, atmosphere-wise, fantastic. And it was good. So I caught the end of the first set of Stan Wawrinka against uh, Ramos Vinanas. I got the second set, but I didn't see the rest of the match because I was starving. Yeah. Um, I, I had to leave and eat. Um, but yeah, so that, that finished 7-6-6-4-6-7-1-6-6-4 to Stan Vavrinka. And so I took, I obviously wrote some notes whilst I was there. Um, at the same time, Dennis was watching um, Djokovic Kovacevic. And he did message saying that um, Kovacevic's backhand is pretty sexy. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, I think I was watching... You may have been watching The Goat, but I was watching a goated backhand. Yeah. Like, genuinely, it's like... The things he does with a one-handed backhand... Yeah. Are like... How is that possible with a one-handed backhand? Like... Oh, yeah, yeah. The cleanness of the hitting. And one thing I was thinking as well is I think Stan Wawrinka has got an underrated forehand... Because yeah. everyone thinks about the backhand because it is so beautiful. Yeah. But then I mean that's his like that's like his known shot. Yeah. He's he's one of these big sort of barrel chested tennis players with like loads of power. Yeah, I mean I love a barrel chest me. <laughs> um, and but he's, he's you well, you're commenting on his forehand. I just checked. He's got Kokonakis next, so ooh. that will be a test for his forehand. Yeah, and Kokonakis seems oh, to be a player. Test for, uh, but I mean, it's gonna be great because that is going to be like one of the best backhands on the tour, going up against Kokonakis, who has got an unbelievable inside-out forehand. Yeah. So, <laughs> that would be a good test. <laughs> that is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not it's not good for for, for Vrinka having to play five sets in the first round. Yeah. Of Roland Garros. Um, but yeah. And Kokonakis winning in straight sets against Dan Evans. Yeah, but I which mean, was a surprise. My, I had a really good time watching the bit of Stan Wawrinka's match that I caught yeah I mean I've I fell in love with Court 14 I'm not sure if a French man fell in love with Stan Wawrinka um, because he said something to uh, Stan Wawrinka I couldn't quite understand it but it gave Stan Wawrinka a little giggle okay um, <laughs> fair enough um, but yeah no it was it was it was really nice it was quite hot it was blazingly hot and there is no no shade on that court yeah um, but yeah and definitely given... if you have a chance go to court 14 at some point and you will see what I mean about how the atmosphere is yeah yeah I mean the people packed in probably doesn't help the heat and also the fact that the weather forecast doesn't look like it's going to stop no, it's going to increase in temperature day <laughs> yeah. on day pretty much yeah um, but yeah so that was a wonderful match. So now, should we actually talk about, or do you want to talk about Novak Djokovic? Uh, well, Novak Djokovic against yeah, Alexander a, Kovacevic. Yeah, fairly for the first two sets, standard practice. Like Kovacevic tried his best, and I don't really think that Djokovic got out of second gear. 
and was just showing his class. He just came to the net and was putting away shots left and right. He was making Kovacic run from left to right so much. And to be fair, he did he did give it a go. Like he was pro- he was probably trying and and the amount of times I saw him run onto a backhand, quite impressive. But I also didn't like the fact that uh, he was doing these antics with the umpire, which I told you about, where he'd get him out of his seat to check a, to check if the ball was in. Probably knowing it was in, telling the umpire that it was out, getting him to come out of his seat, and then rubbing the, the line out. How, before. how did the crowd react to that? He did, it, he did it twice in the same game. And I was like... And the first time, I almost didn't really believe that's what he did. I was like... Surely, maybe just maybe the umpire already checked it or something like that, and then he did it again, and it was a bit of a, yeah, he didn't really get much of a nice response after that. And then Djokovic was giving it back to him. There was a time Djokovic went up to the referee as well. I didn't really understand what it was about. I think it was something to do with he had a let, and it should have been a first serve again, but he he was made to do a second serve, and then that got the crowd against Djokovic for the next game or so. And he that started giving it when he when he won the game in the third set, and then the crowd was a bit mixed. It was like he'd he'd run off, he'd celebrated, and there were a few boos. I was like, I didn't really like that. Uh, I didn't think he'd, he'd done anything that bad. I think he was just showing his uh, his passion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kovacevic done his best, not good enough. Yeah. You know, he's. What you expect? Yeah, yeah, what you expect from an early round on Shatria. Most importantly, how was Djokovic looking? Was there any signs of problems with like the elbow or anything? Yeah, it's, I would say it's one of those. It's hard to say when when you don't. I honestly don't think he had to try that hard. Okay, yeah. Uh, and when you're not really out of first gear, it's hard to know whether they're. You know, you can easily hide it then. Yeah. If he was being forced to run, I would have said, you know what, there's something. He's acting a bit gingerly there, but he didn't. I didn't see the medic. I didn't see nothing. He just okay. was. He was always there as well. He was before the referee called um, time. He was actually up, and I was like, oh, ultra confidence he's got. Okay. I mean, it probably does boost your confidence as Novak Djokovic that you're going to win this tournament when there is no Rafael Nadal in the draw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not a favourite amongst the unseeded pod. No, um, no. I, I, he's not in the final of any of us no no I did have him possibly going to beat Alcaraz um, but I just think that Alcaraz will do mm. on uh, on youth so from yesterday's episode the banker the the sure bet yeah to get to the fourth round uh, not for the quarter final yeah Tatiana Maria didn't have a very special day. Didn't get the chance to beat Rabakina. I mean, it was so one-sided. It was... Beatrice had admire. Yeah, I mean, it it was just to the point where it was just like, I mean... Do you know what my line of thought was? I felt, and obviously she's ranked number 15 in the world for a reason, but I thought, ah, Haddad Meyer's got a lot of points to defend on grass... So maybe her ranking isn't actually around 15th and she will drop in the grass unless she defends her title she won, I think, in Nottingham and her running mm. in uh, the other grass tournaments. So I thought, uh, maybe Tatiana I th- I will have a chance there. But I, I think the problem is is that Tatiana Maria, her, her real big run at a slam was Wimbledon last year. Yeah, but she and, won a clay court tournament this year. Yeah, but... Bogota. I, I know, but I just... Th- 
when when you come up with someone like Hadamai who's got the power, has got the sort of the big yeah. shots, lefty as well. Tatiana Maria has a one-handed backhand, not particularly strong one as well. It's mostly slicing all the time, hmm. and so it's like it's that that sort of slicey game is gonna come up short against a big hitter on play because the ball is still going to kick up and yeah. still going to sit at basically perfect height for Hadad Meyer to just put it away. Yeah, wasn't meant to be. No. For it, possibly her last Roland Garros, you don't know. Possibly. But yeah, no, it was it was, it was was a shame. It kind of would be nice to have a more competitive match. Um, yeah. Because that was on court 14 as well. I mean, I had to go there. I had to go to court 14 again. Yeah. I'm going to be trying to find every excuse to go to call 14. Oh, no, no. You could have had a Frenchman mm. on there afterwards. I know. Problem was, I would have been tempted to stay on, um, but I really needed a wee. Yeah. And by and the also, time I came back, then I'd, I wouldn't have been able to get on. Yeah, and also, I think this was our first day, and th- we will slowly learn to time ourselves when to be on a court and when not to be because mm. I think I definitely went for the maximising the total amount of time I'm on the court possible I think the longest time I had without it was the seven games I missed of the Caroline Garcia match mm-hmm. um, and even Djokovic I literally went out had my focaccia and went back in and I only missed three games um, but I did I did take the hit of that because of the sun I, I went for a couple of lovely little strolls I went to um, well, I will go on to this later. But I went to a, uh, I went and watched a practice, very briefly. Um, went for a nice walk. Um, I I laughed at the people that were struggling to pour a pint at the self service bar. Yeah. Um, it makes me feel safe that nobody's coming to replace my job just yet. It's it's amazing that how hard people find it to pour a pint. Should we finally talk about the the last game one of us was present for, which was Caroline Garcia defeating Wang Ji Yu. Um, seven six four six six four. Yeah, probably the closest game I saw of the day. Uh, Wang Ziyu gave it a good go, considering the clout crowd wasn't really on her side. Uh, it was a. I wouldn't say that it was the best atmosphere in terms of. Uh, it didn't getting sound behind her. Fully hostile. Uh, yeah, it wasn't hostile at all. But there was definitely, for some reason. Uh, like a band that just decided to play every time there was a break and there was about 30 people playing instruments so I was like that's quite cool um, and it did get the, the crowd going it was, I would have said it was more of a family atmosphere than, mm. a, than a this is really hostile towards Wong Shi Yu uh, but yeah it was one of those she just had to battle She, I felt as though she was just playing a bit gingerly wasn't quite like fully releasing all of her shots yeah um, but you know she got over the line. Yeah, she had a massive outburst of uh, crying. She, at the end she had she... a good celebration at the end. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was yeah. definitely quite happy with that. And then she ran over to her team, um, which would have been quite a cool atmosphere. I mean, yeah, she's like historically not done particularly well at Roland Garros. Caroline Garcia, yeah, is, mm-hmm. is it no, not past the third round? Is it? I think she's another one like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the um, 
Oh, yeah, and I, I quite like Wong Ji I think she is a proper player. If we're talking about hostile atmospheres, for like the first good few hours of the day, wherever you were on the Roland Garros site, you were hearing yeah. Court Suzanne Longland. Yeah. Cam Norrie was not having a good time of it no. <laughs> playing Benoit Pair. He eventually won 7 5 4 6 3 6 6 1 6 4. Yeah. But. In a game that took just shy of four hours. Yeah. And then he already got told he's playing Lucas Puy, uh, which doesn't help him at all. Because <laughs> it's going to be. I bet you they're going to put him on court fourteen as well. <laughs> Either way, I think I think any court apart from like Chatrier, even Chatrier would be a problem that game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cam Norrie's not getting. If they put him on like, Longland, that is. Yeah, he's just going to hate that court forever. Yeah, he's not got the luck of the draw in terms of. Um, Fan popularity as he? he's literally... no, he's 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 becoming the pantomime. But genuinely though, if I if I was in that if I was in Suzanne Longland today, I would go in as a Brit rooting for a Brit, and I think I would come out the the stands a Frenchman, yeah. <laughs> jeering Cam Norrie. Yeah, yeah, it does, <laughs> it does happen. Uh, to be fair, I think I just wanted to check who, if he did get through the game against Puy, I was like, please let him just have one game where he doesn't play a Frenchman, and it will be either Massetti or Shevchenko. Okay. So he might probably still not be the favourite because he's not that two Frenchman for the fans. Yeah. But, you know, he, he's not going to get it as bad. Yeah. But I do want Lucas Puy to knock him out, just for the story. <laughs> I really right? just want to be in the stands for that. Yeah, I hope I hope we do have that game. Yeah. Um, which is a possibility. Yeah. Over the next few days, he's probably going to play on the Wednesday. Mm. And we're on Longland on the Wednesday. Yeah. Which means... We could get... Decent chance, We yeah. could get Norrie Puy. Yeah. We'll find out midday tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll update you. Yeah. Um... Other notable things that happened. So obviously, we realised earlier that uh, Fanini had defeated Ojal Yassim, I think, out on Simo Mathieu. Yeah. I mean, news just takes a while to get from there because it's like other side. Of it's, it. it's the other side of Paris, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you have to go on like a little adventure to get there. I oh, know. Pack no. your hiking boots. But yeah, so Fanini defeated Ojali team six four six four six three. So that's a bit of an upset. I realised I hadn't even known the score at this point, but all of a sudden I was walking. Um, I think I just picked up my uh, my sausage rugel. Yeah. Um, and out of ten, it was a, it was a, it was a, a, a six and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. Seven. Six and a half. Seven. I think what I find with the French Open so far, I mean, today you got, you've got a six and a half. Seven. I had a salt beef for Kasha, and I'd probably give it about the same score, but for pr- value for money, it's probably about four and a half. Okay. Yeah, I realised though when I was walking with that, everyone started like taking photos of someone. I was yeah. like, oh, I wonder who it is. And I looked over and I was like, oh, it's Felix Ojaliasim and Tony Nadal. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, right next to you. Yeah, obviously because coaching each other. Yeah. I'm coaching each other. Nadal is coaching uh, Ojaliasim. Um, or just telling Ojale seem repeatedly that he doesn't actually want him to win and that his his nephew's much better than him. Yeah. But yeah, no, so that that's that's a, 
I suppose a big result a big result for Fanini who's obviously much lower than he used to be in the rankings um, but yeah another big result out on Simone Mathieu yeah Svitolina defeated Martina Trevisan last year's semi-finalist yeah 6-2 6-2 so that's good for Svitolina coming back yeah shoots her ranking up yeah and having a child team to have made her better it looks like well I'm not sure that's necessarily going she definitely was playing more aggressively than uh, well she's she fresh to. off a win with her uh, in Strasbourg yeah um, and we'll see how her husband Gail Morphys does yeah. tomorrow we've got not, that's our night session tomorrow yeah well so tomorrow we we were on Chatrier all day Mm. And uh, we're going to see uh, the first game of the day is Anjabur versus Bronzetti. Yeah. And then we've got Daniel Medvedev against a German by the name of Saboff Wield. I think I can't really remember. Oh, I've never heard of him. He's probably better than the disrespect I've just given him. Yeah. And then uh, we've got Igor Sviontek versus. Busca, yeah, and then probably the best atmosphere we'll experience all week. A night session with Gelman. So I've just remembered there was another match that I was on court for that I haven't mentioned, which was uh, Putin Saver against Zinevska. Right. That was uh, I didn't see a huge amount of it, but yeah. um, obviously Putin Saver won. Um, but yeah, I just really liked Zinevska's drop shot. It can't have just been like this. It must have been the angle that I was sitting at, but it seemed like her drop shot is the more convinced you were it wasn't going to go over the net, the more likely it would be to go over the net. And the more convinced you were that this one was sailing clear of the net, yeah. it would hit the net. I don't know how that worked. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, uh, yeah, that was an interesting moment for me. Um, I had an interaction with... Uh, five or six Italian carrots. Yeah, you said it was yeah. it was four Ita- so there was there was one Italian carrot that asked me a question. Yeah. Um first in English and then when they recorded it in Italian. Um sort of no idea what he actually said. Yeah. Uh then there were four carrots that uh just react like reacted to what I said yeah and then for some reason the cameraman was also dressed as a carrot which I thought was a bit unnecessary um was he yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that part of it um but yeah so my interaction with six Italian carrots they stopped me when I was walking past Shatra and said do you speak English I was like yeah yeah um could we put you in one of our like it's for like our Instagram real TikTok thing we're just going to ask you, like, who you think is going to win Roland Garros. Yeah. Um, you just say who you think, and then, yeah. And, yeah. Um, uh, so they asked me, who do I think is going to win Roland Garros? I went, Carlos Alcaraz. And all the carrots just went, no. And that was literally <laughs> it. <laughs> so I was stood there thinking someone had like slipped me some hard drugs. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, but yeah. And um, they were they were expecting what answer? I imagine Yannick Sinner. Yeah. Um You should have mixed it up. You should Surely the carrot thing has something to do with Yannick Sinner being ginger, I don't know. Um, it might be, it might yeah. be. You uh, could have mixed it up. You should have gone cobbly or something like that. I should, just, just, 
Yeah, um, Fabio Fanini. Yeah, um, well, that would be a good option. He's probably had the best yeah. win of the day for the Italians go. But yeah, no. Trebisan. Oh, she's out now. Yeah. But yeah, so that was uh, Cocciarato after yeah. beating uh, Kvitova. Uh, but yeah, no. So uh, yeah, other things that happened. Um, so I went to other things we did today. We tried to go to two practices. I went to try to go to two. I seem to be a curse upon a player's practice. Yeah. Um, because uh, when we tr- both tried to go to Xiong Chin Wen and to see the eventual finalist this year, uh, she didn't turn up. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if she did eventually turn up. I didn't bother to go and check. Um, but I, I got bored of just sitting there, so I moved on. Um, and But we did but, get to see... We saw Anastasia Potapova. Yeah. No, the interesting one was uh, Jessica Pagula, because I got there, and then I was was sort of approaching somewhere to sit down. She was just sort of stood, sort of looking down at the ground, hands on her knees, but I was just like, I might have just hit a bad shot. Players do that sometimes. And then about three minutes later, I was sitting there, I was just writing up some notes from something else. She was just like... I'm going to need to call it a day. I'm feeling unwell. Yeah. So. Which is our first. I'm not going to call it. Because she might have even said it in public by now. Don't know. I haven't checked. Yeah. It's not an unseeded exclusive. We're calling it an unseeded exclusive. Um, Yeah. Robert Davey, investigative journalist. Yeah. Um, Now, luckily for her, she probably won't have to play tomorrow. Well, she's not playing tomorrow. She might not even play till Wednesday. So. Yeah. She's got two days to recover. Yeah. And and luckily for her, if she doesn't want anyone to know about the illness, is um, nobody listens to this podcast, so... Yeah, no. Well, no, no, no. We don't want to say that to the... Uh, <laughs> to the 20 Americans that probably hate us by now. Yeah. But, um, no. We, 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 we thank every single one of you that listens. Yeah. Um, um, we'll give you updates on more injuries as we hear them. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was our day at Roland Garros. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow, as you say, we've got we've both got tickets on Chatria, um, yeah. on Jabur, Daniel Medvedev, Igor Sviontek, Gail Monfils, and the great Sebastian Baez. Yeah. Um, we're gonna see. I am gonna try and get my way onto Simone Mathieu because there is supposedly the free seating in the upper tier because I don't want to miss um, Andrescu Azarenka Azarenka I think that is is going to be one hell of a match yeah so hopefully uh, I will get onto that court and be able to see yeah what happens in that game bring news of that match to to tomorrow night's episode yeah or Wednesday morning's episode, episode. Whatever, yeah, yeah, or Wednesday morning, yeah. yeah. And we might also uh, go on to another early session game before we go on to Chatrier, mm. which we haven't decided which one we're going to see yet. Yeah. Uh, so plenty of games tomorrow yeah. again. Yeah. So it's uh, we'll, we'll be all over the place. We are providing great tennis coverage to all the yeah. listeners. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Um, this has obviously been unseeded. Um, we have got an Instagram at unseeded pod. We have got a Twitter at unseeded pod. 
we have an email unseededpod at gmail.com please do subscribe to us and rate us on whatever uh, podcast platform you are using right now and yeah thank you for listening goodbye